Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 196. I'm Kip Clark. And I'm Morgan Jaffe. And for this episode, Morgan, I want to talk about the ubiquity of the celebrity crush. Specifically, I was watching a Stephen Colbert interview with journalist Anne Curry a few months ago, and I was really inspired by what she had to say about some of her recollections from her work and how overall she comes across to me as an incredibly dignified, kind, and intelligent person, and how much I appreciated hearing what she had to say, and that I teared up from a few of her stories. But I'm not talking about her as a celebrity crush of mine. Rather, she spoke to Colbert as the interview started, and remarked that she's actually held a bit of a crush for him, which I found very interesting, and of course inspired me to bring this topic to you. Because in the span of this video, I was admiring one celebrity I've never met for her work, storytelling ability, and overall appearance as a personality, though admittedly I've never met her and she could be very different off camera, and that person had remarked that she had a crush on a third individual who is a celebrity. She didn't elaborate very much on it, and indeed I don't know what substantiated that crush, but I have to imagine that part of it was appearance. I'll never know how much, but that's what I want to get into. Why so much of our appreciation for celebrity often manifests as attraction or remarks upon visible features. Part of it is that we're a very visual culture. So it would make sense that if we're going to have a crush on someone, it's going to be based on what they look like visually. Maybe you really like someone's hair or their body, or any other physical trait that they have. When you think about how we interact with media, that makes sense. On a similar note, I know that personally, when I have a crush on someone who's famous, it's more likely to be because of their voice. It doesn't necessarily need to be on their physical traits. But that's how I interact with media. I tend to interact with a lot of audio. So I think it depends a lot on what you're doing. A lot of people were watching TV, we're watching movies, and we interact with a character. But that's the problem. I don't know if it's that we have a crush on that celebrity or the character that they are portraying. And I really do believe it's the character that they are portraying. We feel like we know these celebrities, but we don't. We just know a character that they play. Maybe their character is really funny, but they're not good at telling jokes at all. Or maybe their character is a creative type, which many people find attractive. So we think, oh, they're a musician. That's very charming. But they might not be a musician at all in real life. So when it comes down to it, the only thing that these celebrities do always, 100% of the time, share with the character, well, that's their looks. But that doesn't necessarily mean they have that personality and that they are that person. I understand why it can be very hard to separate a celebrity from a character they're playing, but I truly believe that's what we're doing. And so when it comes down to it, since we can't necessarily separate out those character traits, we can say, oh, well, it's not about someone's looks, it's about their personality, but we don't really know their personality. We just think we do. 
I would go so far as to argue that the only sides of celebrities we know are characters, unless we meet them in real life when they don't expect it. And I say that because when you are a celebrity, you are often recorded on some media, and if things are edited or even pre-planned, one puts oneself in a certain mindset. Even you and I, in recording audio media, feature certain elements of our personalities over others, or edit out parts of ourselves that we'd rather not put on air. And while we aren't celebrities, the practice holds. Someone you might find attractive is likely wearing makeup and has had help from costume designers, etc., to look better than they may have naturally. Even if you're watching a talk show, and you think the talk show host is attractive, charming, etc., not only are they almost definitely wearing makeup, but the jokes they're making were written for them, potentially by them, but they were written in advance, however fluid or improvised the monologue might seem, and there's a great deal of construction that goes on in the Hollywood sphere of things, if you will, that the illusion often lures us in. And our hearts and minds don't know that immediately, so we're convinced the object of our affection or attraction is another human being, and they are as we see them, when in reality, there are many layers and facades between us and the person who walked out onto that stage or into that camera shot. Another theory I have about the celebrity crush is that, at least in the world of acting, which is very prominent in entertainment, we often see performers playing characters in romantic or sexual circumstances. I won't deny that there is something universal and relatable there, but what if the most popular narratives on stage and screen showed platonic, parental, or even self-love more frequently than they showed romantic or sexual attraction? Would the celebrity crush become a less common means of interaction or idealization between fans or viewers and celebrities? The setting is an interesting point. Take, for example, Grey's Anatomy. Every week, it's a drama. And as a result, I feel like you get a cast of very attractive people because even though you are getting a glimpse into their personal lives, the heart of it is the drama of what's going on at the hospital. Whereas with a comedy like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for example, not that those characters aren't attractive. Arguably, I think that if I had to choose, I would want to go on a date with the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine more than the cast of Grey's Anatomy because comedy comes into play. I feel like with a lot of shows that focus on drama, that's what the characters have going for them. Like That's their only trait, that they're attractive people leading complicated romantic relationships. Whereas a comedy doesn't necessarily just need to focus on attractive people having relationships. There might be attractive people, but they can also be funny and cracking jokes. And that's what I feel like becomes crush material, because then you have these characters who are just that. They're well-rounded characters. You see them as having romantic relationships and friendships and family lives and all these other aspects instead of just the drama, the drama. And maybe that's part of the problem. We see these celebrities, we see them on TV or in films, these different settings, whether it's a drama or whether it's a comedy or an action movie or whatever type of style the media is that we're watching, 
it kind of puts these set expectations of relationships. And going even further, I wonder if celebrity crushes, because we are putting these people on a pedestal, even though we don't even know them in real life, just how we think we know them, I wonder how that also applies to crushes on people we do have in real life, who are real people. We're only getting a snapshot of them in a very similar way. Yes, it's not a movie or a TV show or whatever it is that we're watching or listening to, but we are still getting a snapshot. I've also been thinking a lot about the idealization that happens in a crush, and I wonder if we form celebrity crushes because they allow us to picture ourselves loving and being loved by people we find attractive, so that in our minds we can fantasize about smooth social sailing, when in reality, the people we find attractive might not reciprocate those feelings. And that's an important truth to reconcile and to realize that you see the world in ways that the world doesn't always see you. And that can be a harsh reality, but also a beautiful reminder of your individuality. And for as much as a celebrity crush is a one-sided dream, that dream implies something mutual and shared. So while I might say, somewhat cynically, that you shouldn't cultivate or maintain too many celebrity crushes because those are not likely relationships that you will ever foster, I do think they reveal very healthy and normal feelings that we all have, wanting to have partnership, wanting to be understood, and, however superficial we might say in admitting this, wanting to be around people that we find attractive in one way or another. But of course, these dreams or fantasies, however abstract they are, come from a perception of reality and exist within very real people. And Morgan, as someone who has been in romantic relationships, I'd be really curious to know if you or partners of yours have ever had celebrity crushes and how, if at all, you think that affects a pre-existing relationship. I think it's very normal in society in general for people to talk about their celebrity crushes. And by no means do I expect the celebrity crush to go away once you're in a relationship. And because of that, yes, I have dated people who have clearly had a crush on a celebrity, or I've had a crush on a celebrity, or we've both had a crush on the same celebrity. It's such a common thread that there have been episodes of TV shows where characters talk about this. That part might come down to jealousy. Can I be a jealous person? Yes. But maybe it's because it's with a celebrity, someone you're most likely never going to meet, or your partner is never going to meet, or have any sort of romantic encounter with. Maybe that's why I don't get jealous. I don't see it as a threat or a real-life situation, in the same way that a celebrity crush isn't a real-life situation. Why do you have a crush on the celebrity? It might be because of their looks, or because of their smarts, or because of their humor. And if anything, our celebrity crushes, or at least, like I said, the celebrity crush of their character, in a lot of ways can show you what you would like in a potential partner. So I don't see anything wrong with having a celebrity crush and being in a relationship. If anything, I think it helps you figure out what you're looking for in your own romantic relationships. Even if the celebrity crush isn't real, the ideas and values that you have are still there. I'm really glad you touched on relatability, because that explains a lot, if not all, human culture. 
ideas, practices, behaviors, etc. that survive are those that make sense to a lot of people, feel comfortable to a sufficient number of people to gain a critical mass, if you will. And so I wonder if we lean upon the celebrity crush because it's a means to discuss attraction and emotion, things that many of us feel, but culturally, as I've said time and time again, we don't always know how to discuss. So a celebrity crush might operate in this liminal space. We know that we feel strong impulses or emotions, but verbalizing that could be a bridge too far. So it's easy enough to say, well, I have a crush on this celebrity, or do you all know what celebrity I find attractive? And open that door, because a celebrity, by definition, is likely to be well-known, and those conversations can continue. But on that line of musing, before we close this episode, what would you like the audience to think about after listening to this conversation? What I'm still stuck on is putting celebrity crushes up on a pedestal. Does it affect our real relationships, or can celebrity crushes make our real relationships better? One example I didn't get to is that of a singer, because their voice, their persona, is particularly distinct, maybe even extreme in some cases, and in circumstances of romance, while you might be with someone's personality long-term, I don't picture many romantic fantasies in which your partner is only singing to you. And it's so interesting to me, though I'm not immune from the following, that singing absolutely ensnares our emotions, and often our attractions, in ways that are hard to describe. And going into this topic, I'd been thinking a lot about appearance, and how central appearance feels within the context of a celebrity crush. But on the topic of comedy, I'd really love to know if listeners have had crushes who are more comedic than they are conventionally attractive, and if that's prevented you from discussing that with friends who don't understand where you're coming from because their lens is more visual than social, a term that is crucial in the definition of comedy. And lastly, as I often think about age, I'd really love to know, between older and younger listeners, if there are cross-generational celebrity crushes, and on the other side of that coin, if there are certain celebrities who are exclusively attractive to a certain generation, and what that might reveal about generational conceptions of beauty. But as always, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between, Ours are only two voices, and Morgan and I are not the only two people who have ever been attracted to others, so we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show as well as supporting us on Patreon, where in exchange for your support, you'll receive perks like exclusive bonus episodes. And as always, we thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off. And I'm Morgan Jaffe. See you next time.